0: Hey there, friends, I have something really exciting to share, and of course, I'm going to come to you with it first. As faithful listeners here to the Inventory Genius Podcast, I am thrilled to let you know that I am releasing my first full-length book, The Inventory Genius, How to Use Your Inventory to Create More Profit and Keep More Cash. Yes, my book, The Inventory Genius, it is ready to release, and I want to invite you to get your own copy. Now, this book is, of course, going to be practical as it shows us and walks us through how to use our inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in our business, but it's also a little entertaining. So in this book, I weave together my journey, my story, and the story of many of my clients as we discovered through the Inventory Genius Method how to create more profit and keep more cash in our businesses, whether it is paying down debt or taking a paycheck for the first time. There is so much to be learned in The Inventory Genius. So I want you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com and grab your copy of The Inventory Genius. You don't want to miss this book. See you soon. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Cause at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. Today, we're not going to be talking about inventory, we're going to be talking about the Enneagram, I am so excited, we have an amazing woman here with us today, Ashton is going to be telling us all the things we need to know about her specialty, which is the Enneagram, so thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, I'm excited to be here. And you are full of amazingness. I follow you on Instagram. We're going to put all your links in the bio, but you all have to follow her on Instagram. You do such a great job. You're super active. I'm always like learning something. Um, you've written books. You have courses. You coach. <laughs> I mean, you're having a baby. Like, yeah. all the things. So yeah, just wow. tell
1: us a little bit about yourself. How did you start with this? Where do you come from? Give us the inside scoop. Yeah, so I have my bachelor's and master's degree in psychology. So I'm a psychologist by trade. I have always loved seeking to understand myself, other people. And so when I discovered the Enneagram in my master's program several years ago, having experience as an entrepreneur, I decided to create my account. And then it turned into being able to build this business, helping people to understand themselves and others better using the Enneagram.
0: So good. So today I thought it would be really fun to chat with you about how we could use the Enneagram as business owners. I'd say 99% of the listeners here are females.
1: Mm -hmm. We're women,
0: we're complex, right? We're always thinking (laughs) into things and trying to be better versions of ourselves. So how can we use this tool to help us be a better version of our business self?
1: Yeah. What's cool about the Enneagram is it's not about your behaviors. So it's not about, you know, Whether you're hardworking or or motivated or a procrastinator, you know, it's not about those things. It's about your motivation. So your biggest fears and your biggest desires, and then those lead into some of the stereotypical behaviors of each of the types. So for entrepreneurs or for business owners, it's not about the characteristics that you have that make you a good business owner. It's your motivation, so your fears that drive you to do what you what you're doing, your biggest desires that drive you to either be motivated, driven or need a gentle push. And so we can understand that we have these motivations about ourselves, that we have these pieces that can uh, that we can identify in order to maybe, rely on some of those strengths that come naturally to us, or maybe to change behaviors that we don't necessarily like based on our motivations.
0: That is so interesting. So when we know our greatest fears and our greatest motivators as business owners, it helps us understand why we're asking certain questions, why we're avoiding certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. And when we know that, then we can make the changes we need to, or we can celebrate what we're
1: doing really well. Yeah. I love that. Or we might be able to look at different sectors of our business and say, yeah, this is naturally like a strong suit for me, or this is something that I might struggle with. And that's just based on who we are and our types. And that's not saying like, we can't do it. It's that we need to kind of change our mindset around it.
0: Yeah. So I'm a three. So I, of course I love setting goals. Yeah. Like it's all about goal setting right. and I will have clients that are not threes and goals are very hard for them to set. Mm-hmm. That could be because of, would you say that's like a fear, how they think about, can you like use that as an example and
1: talk through what we might observe in ourselves as different numbers? Yeah. So three is like their biggest desire is to be successful and to be seen as capable and competent. And so their behavior of like enjoying setting goals, achieving goals, seeing results is very much directed to that fear and that desire. Whereas some other types, you know, that might not come naturally to them. So let's say, you know, sevens, their biggest desire is to have fun and to seek contentment. And so they might have a hard time focusing on those goals. If that's not something that feels fun to them.
0: Yeah. So interesting. So we talk a lot about profit and inventory here on the inventory genius podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you just kind of walk through the nine types um, and something that you see as kind of a be on the lookout for this fear with this type, but then really celebrate how amazing you
1: are as a business owner in this type. Does that make sense? That question? Yeah. 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 So, and I'll talk about your, like each type's motivations too. Okay. So the one is the reformer. So their biggest fear is being seen as a bad person, not doing the right thing. And their biggest desire is to be right, to be good, to be moral and ethical. So as a business owner, they're really going to thrive on structure, routines, systems, organization, just making sure that they're doing the right thing in that sort of way. The Very two
0: thing, yeah, so that structure is gonna be important.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I'm sure you're gonna edit this, but is that kind of what you were looking yeah, for? Yeah, okay, perfect. The two is the helper. So their biggest desire is to feel loved, wanted, appreciated, needed. And then their biggest fear is being unloved or unwanted or unappreciated. And so they're gonna thrive in business when it's about like helping other people, right? If they're passionate about serving a population or making change in an area, just being that helper role. So good. Okay. So a two
0: is really about helping. How would a two interact with a team?
1: So they're going to be in more of a supportive role with a team. Okay. They might choose to take the lead sometimes, but they kind of just want to like fill whatever gaps are there. So whatever you need me to do. I'm happy to help you. (laughs) I want to, you know, be that person for you.
0: I want to be your cheerleader. I'm part of the
1: team. I'm part of one of the guys. Yeah, Yeah. I love that. Okay, let's talk about the three. So the three, like I said, is the achiever. And so their biggest desire is to succeed or to be seen as capable or competent. And then their biggest fear, they typically fear failure the most, but then they also fear being seen as incompetent or incapable of doing something. And so So, they, go ahead. I was just going to say,
0: so how, so that could be a bad thing. Like I'm learning about myself. That can be, you can tend to be a people pleaser and do a lot of things you shouldn't be doing (laughs) so that you're not seen as failing. What do you see with the three? Of course, I have to learn a little bit more extra juice on the three. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So for the three, you know, they tend to take on more projects or more work because they're tying their value into what they're doing. So, you know, you might see that in looking like being a people pleaser. You know, if somebody has a project and and needs their help on something, you know, they're quick to be like, oh, I'll do it to just prove that they can do it. Yeah, very interesting. Okay. Um, whereas what- twos would do that because they want that like love and appreciation. Sure. They, For they want threes, part- it's more about like the respect. Okay. Yeah. So the love and appreciation, the relationships are
0: important with the two and the three, it's about my status. Like, how do you see me? I have to
1: do these things for that reason. Okay. What about the four? I don't know much about fours. So the fours are the individualist. So their biggest desire is to be seen as unique, special, significant. And then their biggest fear is that something's wrong with them or that they're defective or, you know, not held, um, their emotions are like not held. There's no space held for them. So with an entrepreneur um, or a business owner for a four, they're only going to want to be a business owner if it's something that they're like passionate about. So that's just something to think about, you know, that they really thrive on passion and things that interest them and just being able to like be a unique part of like the business community And something that they're really going to be great at is being able to like meet people where they're at. So no matter what business that looks like, you know, they're very much in tune with other people's emotions and feelings and like the aesthetics. Okay, so interesting. And a five, the five is the investigator. So they're the most introverted of all of the Enneagram types. They kind of like keep to themselves a little bit more. But their biggest desire is to be knowledgeable. So they really value knowledge. Um, and then they they also want to be seen as competent, similar to the threes. And then their biggest fear is fear of depletion. So whether that be like personal space, resources, energy. And so the energy of people can sometimes drain them. So I would say mm-hmm. that's probably what they would struggle with as a business owner is, you know, having to like expend so much energy in that way um, where they prefer to kind of like be more in the background observing rather than participating. Yeah
0: so a five might not necessarily be a brick and mortar retail owner (laughs) where they have to be with people all the time or if they did. So what's
1: interesting is I was speaking the other um, evening at a bookstore and the three owners one was an eight one was a two and one was a five and so I asked her specifically because of I had the same thought right yeah I was like how do you do this like how do you and I'm like literally speaking at an event so they have events like how do you do this and and be very like uh, public facing and she was like I sometimes spend the time you know read uh, upstairs like organizing the books or organizing the shelves Um, but she's very logical too. So she can plan the events. She just doesn't always want to like be involved with the actual event. Yeah, so interesting.
0: So she just knows herself and she knows what the boundaries are and how she can stay healthy within her own mind. So good. Okay,
1: a six. The six is the loyalist. So their biggest desire is to feel safe and secure. And then their biggest fear is fear itself or being without that security and guidance. Being an entrepreneur or a business owner can be challenging for sixes because as you know, yeah. there's a lack of security. Lots of risk. It comes to you and a lot of roller coasters, right? Yeah. Um, when it comes to being a business owner, it's not that it's not doable. They have to be aware of these tendencies that they um, can get stuck in their head or have a hard time making decisions because they need to make sure they have all of the information. So you do tend to like plan and prepare a lot before taking risks or moving forward.
0: So my daughter is a
1: six and we
0: were trying to, we're very close, but we're trying to figure out why sometimes we just, oh my goodness, we butt head. And it is for that reason we're discovering she wants everything planned out. she wants to understand and i'm like just just do it like we'll just figure it out yeah so yeah so having to understand okay she needs more information and i can also encourage her that it's okay things will be okay and i can slow down a bit so yeah and she
1: needs to plan for like multiple scenarios Scenarios.
0: all of the scenarios yes yes i registered for her for a race we both do triathlons recently and you know we'll get there we'll figure it out Well, she got there and I had given her the wrong distance that was like her worst <laughs> nightmare she's like mom how could you not but you know it's all good yeah. she has patience for me um okay sevens they love to have fun tell us about yes. a seven as an entrepreneur
1: so a seven is going to be great at like generating ideas coming up with new things um like I said before they um their biggest desire is contentment. So they're going to be like constantly looking for new things and just exciting things. Then their biggest fear, they do have that fear of missing out, but they also have this fear of like being trapped in negativity, which again, um, business can be up and down sometimes. So just reminding them like they need to stay in the moment, focus, move through it and not just like move through things without processing. Okay.
0: Really good. I have a, um, a coaching client who's a seven self-proclaimed seven. She always yeah. says I'm a seven. So I just, you know, always moving to the next thing, but she does such a great job with her customers and in her community. She's a fun person to be around. Right, They like
1: have great personalities and are really great at being like the face of the business yes. or the company because they are well-liked and like enjoyable to be around. Yes. Okay. We have an eight and a nine left. Yep. So the eight is the challenger. Their biggest desire is to protect themselves and other people. And then their biggest fear is being seen as weak, powerless, or controlled in some way. So eights are like your natural leaders. And so, like you were talking about teams before, like how twos would respond on teams, eights would be the ones that like take the charge or take or take the lead. Okay. So they, you know, like to get things done. And so that's like a very positive side of a a way that they would be entrepreneurs or business owners. Sometimes they can um, have a hard time delegating. So that's where they could probably get in trouble a little bit or, you know, need to work in that area.
0: Yeah. I love eights though. When you meet a healthy eight, especially Mm -hmm. a female, oh my goodness, they are
1: your biggest champion nobody's gonna mess with you (laughs) I love it and that's really what I mean by like wanting to protect themselves and and others is like they protect their people and like champion for their people so cool and then a nine the nine is the peacemaker so their biggest desire is to maintain a peaceful environment and then their biggest fear is typically conflict or being separated from the people that they love Nines are really great at business owners when they're able to, because they're able to see multiple perspectives, multiple sides, they weigh the pros and cons. Like they're just, again, kind of very agreeable. Um, Where they can get in trouble is when they have a hard time making decisions because they don't Mm. feel comfortable utilizing their voice or voicing their opinion, things like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So as an Enneagram coach, tell us how you got into that. You know, we're all curious. All these women that are listening have different types of businesses and I love to hear people's journey and story. How did you decide this is what you're gonna do? And give us one of the most amazing success stories you've had with a client when she's worked with you.
1: Yeah. So I'm a two, so I'm a helper. So this is oh, kind of like fallen naturally into like one of my strengths, right? Is I you know, figured, discovered the Enneagram and I was like, oh, this can be a tool used to help people become the best versions of themselves or strengthen their relationships or work through a career change or motherhood, like all of the things, right? And so that's really what led me to want to pursue this as my business is that passion or that drive to see change and to help people in that sort of way. Um, It has been amazing. So I work with people one-on-one, but then I also speak to a lot of groups and businesses and organizations to strengthen teams. So we're Mm -hmm. talking about teams. So I've seen probably the most change when it comes to teams and their businesses and how they uh, communicate with one another. Sure. One of the uh, coolest like success stories with my one-on-one clients is somebody who came to me shortly after having her son who had always been a business owner and was struggling with like that identity piece of like, now I'm a first-time mom. I have this business. I'm a first-time mom. Like, how do I balance all of these things? And I'm an Enneagram nine. And so like motivation doesn't come very easily to me. Yeah. And so, you know, we worked through like the whole identity piece and really, you know, she wasn't loving what she was doing in her business. And so I watched her completely pivot and change what she wanted to do and focus on utilizing her voice to do what she wanted to do instead of what she mm-hmm. thought other people wanted her to do, all That's while so exciting raising a little baby. Yes. Yeah. Really and cool. she's
0: a much stronger mom and just, you know, to be able to say, here's who I am. And I'm proud of that. And I'm going to lean right. into that. Yeah, I love it. So what would, um, what would a coaching session with you look like? Like people, you just say,
1: like, tell me what it would look like. Yeah. Yeah. What's so obviously like we have to start at ground zero. So most people start with me by me helping them figure out their type. Tests are a great place to start because, you know, you can take a test and learn a lot. But sometimes we answer questions in ways that we want other people to perceive us. Oh, sure. Even if we swear we're not doing that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it just happens, right? And so, um, and we answer based on our behaviors. And we know that the Enneagram is about our motivations. Mm. So um, people come to me to figure out their type. And then from there, they typically come to me if they have Um, a barrier or a roadblock or some sort of issue that they're trying to work through and wanting to use their Enneagram type to kind of move through that. So like I said before, the struggling with identity, career change Mm -hmm. was a big one. In 2020, you know, a lot of career changes were happening. So I was seeing a lot of people who were wanting to, you know, receive support around that relationships communication and so they typically have some sort of pain point something that's going on they come to me and then we workshop it together how we can um, get them back to you know utilizing those natural strengths that they have uh, because of their enneagram type
0: yeah, so I'm guessing you ask a lot of questions. Yes. Have people like dig in and just especially the it. first
1: session. Especially yes.
0: the first session. And answer honestly to the yeah. best of your ability. Yeah. Just to dig in. I love that. So um I know on your um resume or on your website, I was looking, just you know, stalking you a bit and you've written a few books. Um, you have courses. Tell us about the books. I'm guessing you like to read. You like yes. to study and learn, um like you <laughs> said, with the mind, understanding the mind. So tell us about your book writing.
1: Yeah, I literally have. I'm counting them right now. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have nine books right over oh here. my That right, so you can. Well, I'm
0: guessing we will not struggle at the end of the call. I always say recommend one book. Yeah. I'm no, I'm, gonna be able to I'm recommend money. a book. <laughs>
1: Um so yeah I wrote um a book called The Enneagram for Relationships that came out in March 2020 and then I wrote a book called The Enneagram Made Simple that came out in January of 22 so last year okay and I love writing books I love reading books and I love being able to like obtain information so I consider it an honor right that I'm able to like yeah. share this with the world And to really introduce the Enneagram in this sort of way. So it was super fun. They were both super fun to write. The one specifically, The Enneagram Made Simple, I felt like there was um, a lack of books out there that really just like outlined what the Enneagram was without diving too deep, right? Like sometimes we just want to figure it out and then figure out how deep we want to go with it Mm -hmm. so that we don't become overwhelmed. So that's why I chose to write that book. And it really is just a great handbook to have to refer back to information on the Enneagram.
0: Yeah. So that's something that a business owner could get a hold of. They, you know, take their tests. They know who they are. We'll work with you to dive into that a little bit and how it would relate to their business. Read the book and then bring that to the team. Because you could have a very functional team or a very dysfunctional team if you have unhealthy Enneagram numbers or people don't really know, they don't understand. Like my daughter and I, like, why are we having this miscommunication and irritation when we love each other and we get along and then we figured out, oh, it's because of the information that we need just for decision-making that alone was causing irritation. So, so on a team, being able to take your book, dive into just a simple layer How could a business owner take that to their team
1: then and say, let's work on this. Let's get to know each other a little bit differently. This is like my sweet spot with the Enneagram. I think I mentioned that I just love working with teams. I've seen so much of an impact working with teams. Um, So, you know, if somebody feels equipped to do that or like has done their own research, they can definitely just start with, you know, figuring out each other's types and then reading the book, having a discussion in that sort of way. I also go out and speak to teams often virtually or in person because, um, you know, there it's a great team development or team building activity to be able to do activities related to our type, learn more about it, learn how to connect with each other and things like that.
0: Yeah, so good. I love it. Well, this has been such a fun conversation. Is there anything else you want to leave with us? Any words of wisdom or inspirational words? As it relates to how we could use the Enneagram or what we should do with it.
1: I would say, you know, if you're just discovering the Enneagram for the first time, like be gentle with yourself. It's never something that like it just only tells you all of the great things about you. Like it's something that there are like you and I were talking about some some of those qualities that are like a punch in the gut. Yes. Oh, I do that. Like, I don't want to do that. So just be gentle with yourself, you know, take in all of the knowledge that you can and see what resonates with you and then go from there. Okay. So good. So you have a course coming out shortly. Do you want to just tell us what that's about? Yeah. So my course called from curious to confident is a great overview for people to dive deeper into the Enneagram and it covers information about all nine types, but you're literally going to learn everything about each of the types when it comes to relationships, uh, the workplace, uh, childhood, you know, your type as a whole, communication, conflict. And so check that out. It's on my website and I would love to see you inside. Yeah, I love it. All right. So what is your website and what is your Instagram handle? So my website is just enneagramashton.com and my Instagram is just Enneagram ashton. Okay, I love it. And we'll put this in the
0: show notes. So if you guys are driving right now or don't have a way to write something down, you know, you can always find the info in the show notes. Thank you for spending time with me today. I was so looking
1: forward to our interview. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was so much fun to talk about two of my passions, which is business and the Enneagram.
0: I know, it's a perfect match. I love it. Yep. All right, everyone, thank you for jumping on and listening to the Inventory Genius podcast today. I hope that this was just a little fun, a little different, got away from the numbers. We didn't have to talk profit and loss today. We got to talk about some things that can just help you as a business owner and as a human just to be the better and best version of yourself. So I'm really excited we got to have this conversation. I will see you all next week. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you wanna dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I wanna invite you to head on over to my website, SierraStockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I wanna help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck, because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey friend, thank you for tuning in to the Inventory Genius Podcast. All right, so around here you heard me talking about different ways that we can work together and that's either through a mastermind or through a VIP day. I wanted to share with you a little bit more about what a VIP day looks like and it's actually not just a day. We start together working on your business for an entire day but then that work continues throughout the year because let's be honest, Sometimes we can get all of the information, the tools, the systems, and the processes we need right in front of us, but then actually taking the action and staying accountable to get that action done is where we fall short. So here's what it would look like. You and I would sit down literally in your place of business. I come to you. So whether that be your warehouse, your store, or any place that you own that has inventory, we sit down together, we look at your inventory, we look at your team, we look at your systems and processes. I get to know all about your business. We dig through your financials and we come up with a system and a process to create more profitability and peace of mind in your business. Then after I go home back to my house in Nashville, my office in Nashville, we'll continue that conversation meeting monthly to review our plan of action along with your financials to make sure that you stay on track. This is a very tailored program and it works. I have amazing testimonials that have been sent to me by women that I've met with time and time again as I met with them for a VIP day, put a process and a plan in place and then help them execute it. I want to be that coach for you. So if this is of interest to you, head on over to my website, stockland.com where you can learn more about booking your VIP day.